First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, what's that football focus doing? Last week they had Brady. This week they got Brady. We're doing it. We're literally doing it differently from everybody else. As a matter of fact, moving forward from this point on, I will not make reference to PFL. Ready to get into it? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going team by team. I would be very careful about slinging stuff. Am I going to get sued? Are we going legal on this? I like football, I like football season, all the things that go with it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the PFF NFL show. The B team is back with you today. Trevor Sikkim of Brad Spielberger filling in for Sam and Steve here today. And we got a fun topic that we're going to talk with you guys about. We're talking about PFF record breakers. We are predicting on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, some players in the upcoming season that have a chance to break PFF records. So that could be anything. Rushing grade, overall grades, receiving grades, uh, pass rush grades, run defense grades, whatever it is for any position, Brad and I are going to give you five each. So 10 total potential record breakers. We're going to mention what the record is and then the player that we think has a shot at it and why they have a shot at it. So we're excited to do this here with you guys. But Brad, how are we doing today, my friend? Doing fantastic. I usually try to class up the joint, you know, but uh, it's Connor Bedard day to all who observe. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, had to rock the, the Hawk shirt. So happy, happy Connor Bedard day to, to all. Like I said, everyone out there, uh, you know, happy Wednesday. You know, in the pre-show, I noticed that you have the, uh, I think that's the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, I don't know, is it a newspaper clipping white right there? So. Correct. I don't know if that exact one is the one where they absolutely destroyed the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I'm just going to pretend that it's not so we can still remain friends and get through this entire episode. I don't, it, is, is that the Tampa Bay Lightning one? I can't remember. Was that the Hattrick one? We'll pretend it's, the, it's another one. We'll pretend. All right. We're going to pretend it's another one. You say you're trying to class up the joint. I have a Skyline Chili shirt. That I got <laughs> that I got when I was uh when I was in Cincinnati at the PFF headquarters. I've actually never had Skyline Chili still, but I think it was I think it was my first day in Cincinnati. I wanted a homage shirt because homage is a, a t-shirt company in, in Cincinnati. They're one of the best. And uh I got it also to spite Austin Gale, which I think that he still resents me for for having a, a Skyline Chili shirt. Dude, I'm excited about this episode. It, this is gonna be a lot of fun. It's a great topic. Our producer, uh, Tyler Sobchak, um, threw this one out to us because over on PFF.com, we already have both of these articles out. So some of you guys may have read this already. There's an offense and a defensive article that highlights who has the record right now for highest grades in all sorts of different categories. But 
That's all it was. It was just highlighting which players currently have those records in PFF's record book. We're going to talk about and predict players that we think could potentially break it. So, Brad, I will start with you. We don't have to go in any order here, so we don't have to go just offense and then just defense. I'll let you start off with whichever one you want. So let's hear it. What grade are you starting with? Which one do you want to bring to the table? Tell us who has the record right now. And then tell us the guy that you think has a chance to top that in the 2023 season. Yeah, so when you look in the article, you try to identify maybe some that you think are more more vulnerable. I'm sure both right. of us just scrolled right past interior defender and just didn't even <laughs> think about it for a second thought. Um, and just beyond that, you'll find the edge rushers. And look, Robert Quinn currently holds the record. I want to say 93.6. Obviously had a couple seasons back in the day where he was just an absolute menace as a pass rusher. Um, but I'm going with Miles Garrett. And in big part because of the additions of Jim Schwartz, a defensive coordinator, you bring in Zadarius Smith, Obawakaronkwo, Dalvin Tomlinson, all these guys around him now. He has back-to-back PFF grades of 92 or better. His pass rush grade has been above 94 seasons in a row. I think what Schwartz and these new players can do is boost that run defense grade up a little bit. For him, early in his career, he had an 80, and since then he hasn't hit a 75. So I think you get that up a little bit, and I think you could see Miles Garrett continue to have monster pass rush production, but also be good against the run, be put in more advantageous and favorable situations, um, and maybe finally break that record that Robert Quinn's had for about a decade now. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a, that's a really great shout-out. And Garrett was close to it last year. I, I can't remember if when you were rattling off the numbers if this is the one that you rattled off, but Robert Quinn was 93.6. That's the record for him for overall defensive grade. And uh, Garrett was close last year, 93.2. So he was only 0.4 off. And there's reason to believe, like you said, I I love that shout out for Jim Schwartz that the defense is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Micah Parsons, another one who I think could be somebody who who threatens this record, right? Because overall defensive grade, sure, it's heavily weighted towards what you do. Like if you're a secondary player, then coverage is what's going to weigh the most because you're going to have the most snaps and coverage. And when you're a pass rusher, your pass rush grade is going to uh, weigh heavily into what your overall grade is, but still run defense grade and even coverage grade can sometimes matter for these edge defenders. And Michael Parsons is pretty damn good at run defense and the coverage that they'll drop him in as well. So that gives him a threatening ability there, but love the shout out for Miles Garrett. He's just been one of the best, if not the best edge rusher in the NFL over the last couple of years. He's so consistently dominant. It's just uh it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So I, this is actually a good segue into my first one that I want to bring up. I want to talk about overall grade for a running back. And I also have a Cleveland Brown potentially breaking this record. Currently, the PFF record for highest overall grade for a running back comes from Adrian Peterson in his MVP 2012 season. That was the year that he was just nine yards shy of breaking Eric Dickerson's uh, single season record. He had a 92.4 overall PFF grade that season. I think Nick Chubb's got a shot to beat it this year. And the reason why I think that is because when you go back to, uh, when you go through his entire career, you just realize how consistently dominant that he has been, right? Certainly like on the ground, he has been, he has had multiple elite grades as a rusher. Last year, was his highest overall grade that he has ever had. It was an elite, another elite rushing year, but it was a 90.3. So remember, the record is 92.4. He had a 90.3 overall grade last year, and that came with a 90.7 rushing grade. So very high rushing grade, but 
it's not like you look at that rushing performance and say, oh, Nick Chubb won't be able to do that again. I think that he absolutely can do that again. So that is attainable there. But the part that makes me think that he could even take that next step and beat Adrian Peterson's overall record is the receiving grade. He had just a 58.3 receiving grade last year. I think his career high in receiving grade was like 63, 64 in a single season. So it has not been very high. Well, the reports came out that he's going to get more action in the receiving grade game this upcoming season. So there's reason to believe that, hey, you know, if he gets a couple of swing passes or a couple of wheel routes or whatever it is where he gets a big yards after catch play, gets a couple of extra touchdowns in there, that could be the difference between him being a high 50s receiving grade player like he was last year and maybe even high 60s, low 70s. That would bump the overall grade up if he, again, is an elite rusher, which I expect him to be. And that's why I think he's got a shot to beat Adrian Peterson's incredible 2012 season. I think it's a great shout. I think, again, looking at kind of the surrounding circumstances a little bit, yeah, some speed, Marquise Goodwin, Elijah Moore, some clear-out route type guys, give me even more space. And also, you know, the defense should respect the pass in Cleveland this year more than maybe they have in the last, you know, five-plus years as well. So I think it's a great shout. I will take that one and pivot right into my next one in the same category. Uh, that is Christian McCaffrey to break the receiving grade Four running backs currently held by Theo Riddick with an astronomically high 94.6. But holy cow! <laughs> holy yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I think people forget how much of a menace Theo Riddick was in Detroit for a couple of years there. Sure, it's because they were down by multiple scores and Stafford would just you know give him 12 checkdowns a game as they were trying to mount <laughs> one of his you know 100 miraculous comebacks a year. But but nevertheless, we're not taking away from our guy Theo Riddick. So the thought process here: look, Christian McCaffrey actually has the highest career receiving grade for a running back in PFF history. It's a 96 overall grade because he's always consistently very, very good in that category. But here's what I love is that, you know, in Carolina, he was getting 100-plus targets a season. He was basically the number one option as a runner and the number two option as a receiver in that offense. And so we'll get into this a little bit more as the show goes on, but there are some maybe kind of, you know, counterintuitive points here and, and ways we looked at this and how we approached it. I think a little bit less volume, some more misdirection, some more Debo Samuel, some more George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, et cetera, et cetera. Not even getting into Kyle Shanahan, just putting him in favorable situations. But, I mean, even George Kittle was on part of my take a couple weeks ago and talked about, you know, getting a defense to flow one direction then having McCaffrey kind of leak the other way, get a quick check down and have 80 yards of room in front of him. I think you bring that target number down, let's say 65, not 100, but those 65 receptions or, or targets, rather, are all very high leverage, high value plays. He breaks up a bunch of big gainers, and I think he finally overtakes that throne. Um, you know, maybe already one of the best receiving backs of all time. Now he gets that single season mark with a really, really high 95 plus grade in that category. No, I think that's a really good shout out. And I think that McCaffrey is the only one who has a realistic chance, right? I mean, when you look at his receiving grade last year, the 92.5 receiving grade, that's incredible, especially given the fact that he had 479 receiving snaps. Now, you look at some of the other running backs around the NFL, the next closest to him in receiving grade for a back that had at least 400 receiving snaps was Leonard Fournette, and he had 79.3. This is not even close. 92.5 and 79.3, that was the next closest player. So McCaffrey's basically the only one I think he even has a talent shot at getting to this, unless, I don't know, maybe Bijan Robinson just comes out of nowhere, but I'm not predicting anything like that. McCaffrey, though, it's interesting when you look at the usage because I do think that's a really good point by you. The usage does have to come down, and I wonder if it will. Theoretic, 
had 99 targets in that 2015 season that he broke the record. So for all intents and purposes, we'll say that he had a 100-target season there. That was the only 100-target season of his career. Christian McCaffrey has five 100-plus target seasons, and the only two in which he played in which he did not get more than 100 targets, he was hurt for. So that volume has been the name of the game for McCaffrey. So I do think the efficiency will stay up but maybe the impact might be just high enough to potentially break the theoretic record. So um, I I definitely agree with you there. I I think that uh, that McCaffrey definitely has a shot. How likely do you think it is? I mean, I I know you mentioned they've got a lot of different guys on that team, but it just feels like they're going to still run that offense through McCaffrey. Do you think it's that realistic that he could see a little bit of a dip, or do you think he's too talented? They're just going to get him the ball as much as possible. I still think it'll be pretty high, but let's say 85 targets instead of 110. Sure, you know, yeah. I, right, right. And I think the thing too, though, is you have this young quarterback coming off an injury. The offensive line, you know, has a couple question marks. Who's going to play right tackle for Mike McGlinchey? Are we going to see growth of those guard spots? Like just getting quick, easy checkdowns and screens and stuff like that, where they get guys in space. They obviously have better blockers at receiver than most teams. Uh, I think it's a recipe for success there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. So, hey, we were talking before the show. We were just talking about some summer plans, some summer vacation. And I just want to check in with the people out there for some of their summer bucket list. What are you guys doing? Maybe you're traveling, you're going swimming, you're doing cookouts in the backyard, whatever it is. Something that should be on every parent's bucket list this summer is protecting their loved ones, specifically their family and their kids. Through every season of life, no matter what, Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick and easy to protect your family with term life insurance policies so you can focus on the fun. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family's budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Get your personalized quote in just minutes and then apply it when it's convenient for you. It's all online and you can totally adapt it to whatever your schedule is. You go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes, people with no health exam required. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash PFFNFL. That is meetfabric.com slash PFFNFL. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash PFFNFL. Policies are issued by Western and Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, subject to underwriting and health questions. All right, my next one. I'll go a little homer with it. I'll go a little homer. I mean, it's, it's time at this. You know, we, we've, thrown, we've thrown three out there already, so I'll get a little bit homer with this one. Run defense grade for a safety. Currently, Joshua Kalou from the Titans last year. Now, not a ton of run defense snaps. He only had 127 run defense snaps. And so, like we mentioned with the Christian McCaffrey argument, when you're not doing as much, when you're not having it, when you're not being asked to do it as much, when you perform well, that grades more, there's not as much to take you down or at least bring you down to what the NFL average would be. So, I played news advantage a little bit, but hey, salute to him. Joshua Kalu, 93.7 run defense grade as a safety in 2022. Kerry Rhodes actually had the record for 15 years before that with a 93.1 that he set in 2007. But I think that Antoine Winfield Jr. from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a chance to beat this one. And the reason why is because the consistency has already been there for him. Three years of run defense grades in the 80s. All three seasons that he has been in the NFL, he has posted a run defense grade in the 80s. He is so consistent. He is so reliable. And now he is getting to a consistent elite 
level. In 2021, he had an 88.3 run defense grade. And last year, it was another career high in 89.4 in 2022. Todd Bowles says that he wants to use Antoine Winfield Jr. more as a deep safety as opposed to this guy who's going to play in the slot a ton for him. They don't want to use that as much as they have in the past. And so he's going to be coming from that high safety alignment. And this guy is just so smart when it comes to pursuit angles, when it comes to knowing where he needs to be, anticipating things, especially where the ball is going, where blockers are coming. I feel like he is somebody who can come downhill, even from a free safety spot, and really help out, make some differences, get a lot of plus PFF grades in that category. So uh, for that reason, the consistency and just the overall improvement every single year, how smart of a football player he is. I'll say Antoine Winfield Jr. has a shot to break that run defense grade for a safety this upcoming year. I love that one. I mean, hey, contract year guy is going to put his nose in the dirt and, and just make any play he can. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think he had a shoulder issue too. So his 80 plus yeah. grades were super impressive already. Yeah, that's a good shout. I have a here's a great segue here. It ties the Buccaneers, ties to a lot of different things you just touched on. For Buccaneer safety, Jordan Whitehead is a member of the New York Jets. This is uh-huh. such a bizarre segue. Uh, the Jets just added Adrian Amos from the Green Bay Packers, now a safety after, unfortunately, Chuck Clark got hurt, a guy they mm-hmm. traded for earlier this offseason. Adrian Amos played opposite of Eddie Jackson in Chicago when he earned our highest overall grade, our highest coverage grade among safeties. Um, there's always been this kind of question. A- Amos grades so, so well for us for a stretch of about five years. I think some people said, not a lot of splash plays here. Why is he so highly graded? PFF thinks he's the best safety in the NFL. The guy did not make mistakes for five years. That's why. He didn't miss tackles. He was never out of position. He was always a good safety net. And I think that presence is going to benefit Sauce Gardner a ton in this New York Jets defense. Yeah, you were like, where is he going with this? And it's fair. It's a fair question. It was was a journey. You know, we were following the plot. It was like watching a movie. You didn't know what was coming next. Yeah, that cliffhanger, you know, that that pivot point right at the end there, you know, like primal suspect over here. So so anyway, Sauce Gardner, um, obviously already an elite player in this league, already probably in most people's top five cornerback conversation. Um, 86 coverage grade last year, only about a 70 run defense grade. But I think having the confidence of a second year in this system, you still have an elite defensive line in front of you. You know, in fact, you add Will McDonald in the first round to add another piece up there. Yeah, you lose some talent on the interior, but... I think just having a veteran in that secondary at safety that makes him kind of think a little more confidently, yeah, I can attack this angle. Yeah, I can jump this route. Yeah, I can try to make this play, make this tackle because I know what I have behind me. No disrespect to Marcus Joyner, also a very good player for a long time. But I think it's going to go a long way for him. And I think he might step up and in his second season, you know, break the overall cornerback record. I I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, look, he it's. It's hard to think that he could have such an incredible encore performance since last year because if you take no plays out of it, and no plays are a little toggle that we have in our PFF system where if there's you know, some sort of penalty on the play where it would affect what the result would be, you can take those away because we grade those plays as well, but you know, in context of yeah, whether there's defensive holding or whether somebody jumps off sides where Aaron Rodgers is just going to bomb it no matter what. And the wide receiver happens to come down with it. Well, maybe the corner wasn't really ready. The rest of the things weren't set up. So on normal plays where there are not penalties out there, Sauce Gardner actually had an elite 90.8 coverage grade. So it was even better than the mark that you mentioned. I think the area where he can potentially take that next jump to be the top coverage player comes with the interceptions, right? I think that that's the great point that you mentioned if you've got a ton of confidence behind you, that means you can get even more aggressive when you're jumping those routes, when you're getting in front of guys, 
going after the ball because you're probably not going to do that much as a rookie anyways, right? You just don't want to get beat, beat deep. And, and that's kind of what every rookie is thinking about. And yet Sauce Garner probably had a little bit of that in his mind. But man, as we see those Vontae Davis numbers right there, unbelievable coverage grade of 93.3. That is so, so, so difficult to do. I think the Gardner has a chance to do it, especially if he gets a couple of interceptions. He had two last year. If he gets even like four, yeah. we might be having that same sort of conversation just because those plays, uh, they mean so much. All right, my third one. I'm going to go for overall grade for a center. Now, this one's tough, Brad. You opened up the show and you said, okay, we went down this article. We probably looked at the overall grades or whatever specific category we were looking at. And there was like, Ah, it's pretty high. It's probably not getting beat. Like you mentioned, uh, oh, what was what was the one that you? The, the defender, oh, Aaron the, Donald. Yeah, the the Aaron the Aaron Donald records. I immediately went to Trent Williams at offensive tackle, and I was just like, okay, we're not touching this. I'm not mentioning offensive tackle at all whatsoever. <laughs> Dude, that's like a 96 grade one season. But um, this one's also tough. Um, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. I don't know why I couldn't remember his first name there for a second. Jason Kelsey in 2017 had an overall grade of 94.1. That is very, very high. That means you are just consistently elite every single year. He also has the record for the highest run blocking grade for any interior offensive lineman. Also that 2017 season, 94.8. So that obviously helped go into the overall grade. And Creed Humphrey's got a shot. And I think that Creed Humphrey has a shot basically every year to get this record because of how consistently good he is in run blocking. Creed Humphrey in 2021 and 2022 had a 93.1 and a 91.0 run blocking grade. So both the years that he's played in the NFL already, elite, elite, back-to-back seasons. Overall grades, it was 91.8 that first year, 89.9 this past year. So still right around in that elite category. Now here's where I think that he can really take this next jump. We know that he's going to be a great run, run, run blocker. Pass blocking, it has not been as dominant as he has been as a run blocker. 79.1 grade his first season, 81.3 grade that next season. There's reason to believe that especially playing center, you know, you have a lot of help on the interior. Maybe we get that, if we get that grade up to like 85, 86 pass blocking grade, just a little bit better. You're talking about threatening that 94.1 overall grade that Jason Kelsey said. As high of a, as as a mark as that is, I really do think that Creed Humphrey is set up, certainly with who is around him on the interior trenches, the position that he plays, and then, of course, his quarterback as well. He's got a chance to, to, to beat this really, really high mark. He wasn't the best pass blocker when he was at Oklahoma. Uh, I, I think that his highest pass blocking grade was his freshman season. He was in the mid-80s. But those two years that followed, the sophomore year, the junior year, they're right around mid-60s, high-60s for pass blocking grades. So it's not like he's – I have the evidence to say, of course, this is coming. But if it does, Brad, and he's got a shot at one of the really high records here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And we should quickly pause, though, too, that uh, a rookie and sophomore center earning 80 pass blocking grades. And like, that's our nitpick of Creed Humphrey's game because sure, that's, that's, right. how, that, that's how good he is as a player. I actually think the Oklahoma thing is interesting because he's played with quarterbacks that maybe, you know, do take 12 step drops and, and play a little bit, you know, helter skelter. But I think he's used to that. He's adjusted to that. That wasn't supposed to be a shot at Orlando Brown. Maybe kind of was a shot at Orlando Brown. But, um, you know, complaining about Patrick Mahomes' drop level, that's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I would, if I played with Patrick Mahomes, I probably wouldn't have any qualms about how he goes about his business. But anyway, um, I think it's a great shout. He's a good young player that probably will threaten that for the next several, several years. So mm. I'm going to take one here. I'm going to jump ahead of you on one and, and just be a bully here. You probably know where I'm going with this. So we both have a selection in this category. I think it's the only one where we cross over. And I decided I wanted to go first so I could get okay. my piece out. So, okay. yeah, you know where I'm going. So, I do. I knew uh, Buffalo going. Bills quarterback Josh. Yours is more exciting. It's a rookie. It's it's more of a bold claim. So, um, Josh Allen currently has the record for Buffalo Bill. Uh, currently has the record for rushing grade for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my guy in Chicago, Justin Fields. Uh, obviously, everyone knows last year, 19 rushes of 15-plus yards, more than eight NFL teams alone, um, you know, is it, going to break off some explosive scrambles. They're going to have some design runs for him as well. But I think the presence of Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, adding the wide receivers, beefing up the offensive line with a Nate Davis, drafting Darnell Wright, so on and so forth. And again, the volume maybe comes down a little bit. I think for his sake, hopefully it comes down a little bit. He was getting his hamstrings worked on the sideline half the games last year. But I think that efficiency stays sky high. And I think maybe he overtakes that, that number one rushing grade for a quarterback. No, okay. I, I, I do love the shout out. I, I really do. I think that yours probably more realistic than mine. I mean, you mentioned that Josh Allen last two years, 2022 and 2021 have been fantastic for him. I believe shoot were both of those years higher than Lamar's 2019 season. Cause I know Lamar is third that MVP year. He had a 90.5 rushing grade, but I think Allen might have him beat the last two years. And it just shows uh, just how good of a rushing threat Josh Allen is. We did overlap in this category. You mentioned that I have a rookie uh, winning it. Uh, obviously, I have C.J. Stratton. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the rushing. <laughs> I've got Aiden I've O'Connell. Got... Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> he has like two rushing attempts all year, but they're just incredible. So he breaks yeah. the record. No, of course, we put stipulations into this. But Anthony Richardson. I'm predicting that Anthony Richardson could potentially beat this record. Now he's a long shot. Of course, a long shot. I'm having a little bit of fun with this one. But... Anthony Richardson, an 85.5 rushing grade last season. And that was a season in which he was really trying to become a better passer. If if they wanted this guy to just be as deadly as he possibly could be with his legs, I truly believe he would have earned an elite rushing grade last year in college football. You also look at what Jalen Hurts was able to do with Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, now the head coach with Indianapolis and and with Anthony Richardson. Jalen Hurts rushing grades in the 80s, mid to high 80s in both of the last two years that Steichen was the offensive coordinator. So he understands the efficiency. And, you know, this is no shot to Jalen Hurts at all. And he, I mean, he he doesn't really even need to hear this because he's an MVP caliber quarterback. So it doesn't really matter. But Anthony Richardson more athletic than Jalen Hurts is. I mean, just certainly with his legs. And so when you take all that into account, I'm taking a little bit of a long shot here. I'm having a little bit of fun. Uh, I think AR can threaten this, especially because I do think that they're going to start him sooner rather than later. And 
I unfortunately think it's going to be a little bit of a process for him to be the passer that he wants to be or that he can be at the NFL level. And instead, knowing that you're going to be out there, yes, you're out there to learn, but you also don't want to lose games for your football team. I think they're going to dial up a lot of rushing uh, with Anthony Richardson, having a two-headed rushing attack with him and Jonathan Taylor, really just trying to run the ball down a lot of these teams' faces. So uh, I-, I think that there's a chance, but admittedly, I think uh, I think yours is probably uh, a little bit more realistic. Look, we got we each got one left, but before we get to those, you get a picture. You get, I, I want to. I want you guys to close your eyes and picture this. You're a fantasy football player. A lot of us play fantasy football out there. I certainly do. And this has exactly happened to me. You draft a brilliant team. You absolutely killed the draft. So much so that every single week you've got to decide who you're going to play in your flex spot or your wide receiver spot or whatever it is. And then, of course, it's inevitable. You have that week where the guy that you benched instead of started, he absolutely goes off. Well, if you play best ball with DraftKings, you get the best of your entire team all season long. You don't have to worry about that. This year, best ball on DraftKings is bigger and it's better than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. Join DraftKings' biggest best ball contest today and get your first your first entry in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Enter DraftKings' best ball millionaire contest. Snake draft your team for the entire season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scores. No ads, no drops, no decisions, no trades, no nothing. So if you think you're a great drafter, this is absolutely for you, and you should absolutely sign up. Teams with the most points at the end of the season will have a shot to take home $1 million in the top prize. Head to DraftKings in the app and sign up with the promo code PFF. Join DraftKings' $10 million best ball tournament and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. That's promo code PFF only on DraftKings in the app. you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer, opt-in required with a $10 entry fee. Bonuses issued as 10 DK dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash, slash promotions for details. Brad, we got one more each. What's your last one here? Real quick, quick pause before we move on. You mentioned millions of dollars. I had a hypothetical that came to mind here. Would you rather, if you will? So yes. you, you mentioned the two-headed monster, which is probably just terrifying for defenses in the AFC South, of Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. All right. Yes. Here's my would you rather. Would you rather, Trevor, I give you $1 million right now, or you get five chances on an option with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. You get five shots to make a tackle on the ball carrier for $10 million. What do you take? Dude, I would take I would take $10. <laughs> I would take $10 and not have to... And not have to eat my food through a tube. If I if I took five shots at trying to tackle Anthony Richardson or Jonathan Taylor, buddy, I'd be happy to walk afterwards, let alone get any monetary um take back from that. There's no chance I have at tackling any of those guys. I'd have to I'd have to seriously beef up. You know, I'm like I'm hovering like 165 right now. We're midway through the summer cut. So, you know, like we're just we're trying to keep it svelte here. So like I'd have to beef up for like two years before I'd even Think about that. You could go through a bulking season, you know, get get off your camp dancer game, put put some weight on, and, and see what see what you can shake out. So I, I believe in you. But anyway, me I, I, Emmanuel Forbes trying to tackle at one sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the correct decision. I maybe should have made it like twenty, fifty. I don't know how many million where it became interesting, but I think you made the right choice there. So yeah. anyway. Um, pivoting off of that one, my final selection, going back to the cornerback well. This is just for coverage grade, not for overall grade. And that is for Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos to break the coverage grade record. 
here's the peel behind the curtain, peek behind the curtain of PFF grades. And look, we're working on improving every single th thing we do, every single second of every single day. Um, there is some favorability for zone corners sometimes because, of course, you're, you're you know you have a cushion. You maybe don't have to always be up on a guy playing press man and and can get beaten in all those things. And so I think it could help him being a guy that doesn't always play up on the line, can play off a little bit, can do different things. He is, I think, already one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL as well. Uh, he doesn't travel that I that I saw, you know, quite as much as some of the top guys. He certainly can here and there, but I think he kind of has his side and, and dominates that side right now. So I think he takes a step where, look, they add Frank Clark, they add some more pieces to that defensive front. I think it's a very, very good unit. You bring in a new coaching staff, a Sean Payton offense that I think, frankly, is going to run the ball a ton and, and try to keep the defense a little bit fresher, maybe build some early leads and kind of sit on them. And I think maybe Sertan just has an absolute lockdown season and maybe wins that or breaks that record for coverage grade for a cornerback. Dude, I, I, I love – that shout out, I love the data that you brought to the table. I love that reasoning, man. It makes a ton of sense. I think that when you look at those coverage grades, you're right. There's there's a lot of things that go into it. And I, I love that you brought Sean Payton into it as well. I, I completely agree. I think that they're going to run the ball as much as they possibly can. Certainly if uh, Javante Williams is fully healthy, I think they're going to lean on him a ton. It's going to be much more of a balanced offense. Uh, and, and that's going to keep the defense, like you said, very fresh and I think that another point, I can't remember if you, if, if you said this specifically, but defense being more fresh, I like the defensive front in Denver too. You know, you get those guys and it's already a deep rotation. If you keep them fresh and you keep them at 100%, you don't keep those guys gassed, you get after the quarterback. Of course, you're getting the ball out of your hand a little bit sooner than you need to. You're getting more pass breakups. You're getting more interceptions. You're locking receivers down um, at, on, a, on a better snap-to-snap -snap basis. Not that Sertan needs any help in that. He's one of the best in the game, like you mentioned. But I think that those are really great points there. So I definitely love that shout-out there. Oh, man, you see it on the screen now. Asante Samuel. I almost said Asante Samuel Jr. because I'm so used to <laughs> that saying that. Asante Samuel Sr., the one before. 93.1 coverage grade. That's pretty damn good. Okay, my last one that I want to bring to the table. I'm going run defense grade for a linebacker. Caroline fans, it's okay. Because right now, Luke Keekley has that record. 91.4 run defense grade for a linebacker. That's the top mark that we have ever seen. He did that in 2018, but I'm not taking it away from you because I'm going to say that fellow Panthers linebacker Frankie Luvu is going to get this record. Now, here's why. Here's some context to it. One, this is one of the more attainable PFF records that we currently have. Keekley's 2018 season beat out the likes of Patrick Willis, Bart Scott and Bobby Wagner, who all just barely finished below what his total was. And there are, I think, I think I read that there are 15 single season run defense grades for linebackers that are within a point or a point and a half of what Keekley finished with in 2018. So, we're very, very close. There's a lot of linebackers that get pretty close to this. And one of them, honestly, was Frankie Luvu last year. Last year, Frankie Luvu had a 90.1 run defense grade in 2022. Now, here's why I'm kind of predicting that he can not only continue that elite run defense level, but maybe even get a little bit higher to hit that 92 mark and maybe get himself the record. So he had a, this is in 2021. So this is the previous season. He had a 22.5% positively graded run defense play on the season and 11.5% negatively graded play. So 
That's a, a, a ton. 20, 22.5 positively graded run defense plays. That's a lot. Very high yeah. number. To give you guys some context, Keekley in 2018 was 19.9% positive and 11.0 negative. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers there at you guys. Last year, Luvu was 19.5% positively graded play, so very close to Keekley's 19.9. And then his negative plays was less than 10%, which is great, only 9.2%. Remember, Keekley's was 11.0. And I actually looked at Keekley's career. Keekley did not have a single season in which he had single-digit negative percentage of run defense plays that he had. So that's a really good trend in the right direction that Frankie Lubu is going in. Because of all that, that's why he got an elite run defense grade last year. And I do still think there's still good meat on the bone for him to maybe get in the 7-8% negatively graded plays and still stay around 19 to 20% positively graded plays. And if that's the case, if that's the ratio we're talking about, he really does have a chance to jump up and potentially get into that um, 91.5 slash 92 range, which could get him the record and over Luke Keekley. So wanted to shout him, him out for the great season that he had last year. Also, Zero Evero now, his defensive coordinator in Carolina. Love what he's going to be able to do with him. I think that Zero Evero is going to do a ton for that defensive line specifically, make the job behind him for Shaq Thompson and Frankie Luvu even easier than it was the year before. So all that to say, I think he's got a shot to do it. I love that shout. Yeah, Derek Brown taking that step, I think, is a huge help in that regard. I'll ask you a question, and there's a there's a point to it. Uh, you know, Luva was a fun, exciting player, very good special teams player. Obviously, finally gets that bigger role. Did you see last year coming from him? Like, did you think he had that within him, or was that again not a shock, but but a surprising you know kind of breakout for for Luva? No, it was, it was it was definitely surprising. You know, he's he's I, I felt like he had had good years in the past, but you know, that year in Carolina, I was just kind of expecting him to be an all right running mate next to Shaq Thompson. The Shaq Thompson was still going to be uh, the true engine. It really wasn't like it was two superheroes. I felt like at that second level, shoot, I think we were six, six weeks into the season last year. Luvu not only had a bunch of pass breakups, a lot of tackles, some tackles for loss and forced fumbles, but he had a couple of interceptions too. I was like, is this guy going to win defensive player of the year? Like, what are we watching here? It was it, the run that Luvu was on throughout those first six weeks was insane. It cooled down a little bit in some categories as the year went on, but obviously that run defense grade stayed really high. So I, uh, I don't know if I, it certainly can be a repeat or an even better season for him. I did not expect last season. And, and now that I have, seeing him really take it to the next level, especially with his anticipation as football IQ, that gives me faith that you can now be consistently one of the better young linebackers in the NFL, which I think that he is. I completely agree. So, so the point for the question there, and this is just something that I think comes from my basis of always being contract, salary cap, all that, is that I, I tell fans, or I'm telling you right now, that – when you see a guy get an early extension that isn't, you know, an elite player, an obvious guy, when you see those mid-tier players, and, and, and again, I knew who he was. I'm not going to say he was totally on my radar. I knew who he was, but he signs an early extension, and I said, they have a lot of business to take care of. Like, DJ Moore hadn't been paid yet, and, they'd have, and I said, why was he the priority? When that happens on any team, mm. notice that. You want to be the guy in the bar who knows the thing or knows the name that no one knows yet? You look around, guys that signed that second tier of early extension and the following season, like the team knows, right? They, they see him in practice every day. They know what he can be consistently again and again and again. That guy then has an awesome following season. I think he's a perfect example. Man, that is a really great note. I think that that is, that's perfect. Uh, folks, if you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. That's right. When you're playing out in the summer sun, make sure that you are escaped from pubes to bum. 
That's right. This summer, keep your balls cool and still looking hot with Manscaped, our friends over at Manscaped. The leader in Below the Waist Grooming, they're making sure that we have a ball. Yeah, full pun intended. Uh, this summer, giving our pants partners everything that you need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going over to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the promo code PFF. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything that you need to pre- prepare that summer bod. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce um, all sorts of grooming accidents that could happen thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor. You put that bad boy in a boat. Uh, a new multi-functioning on-off switch that can engage in it and a travel lock as well that gives you the ability uh, to also turn on the LED lights to give you a more precise shave. Uh, Oh, uh, waterproof too. So beach, lake, shower, anything. This razor will devour even the strongest pubes, no matter what your environment is. Call to action. We got 20% off free promo code or free shipping with the promo code PFF over at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping using the promo code manscaped over at PFF.com. Get your summer sack ready. Get on board or get left behind. Manscaped.com. Manscaped has the best ads in the game. I, I don't know how they do it. Marketing people, they need a raise. Every single time they send us a script, just in awe of all the different puns that they could use. Brad, this is fun, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you joining me. This is uh, this is good stuff. I can't wait for all of our predictions to come true. Uh, oh. 10, baby. Perfect, perfect score. <laughs> Remember the show. When every single one of these players <laughs> breaks a record, just come back to this show. Remember. Get in the comments first. Like the show first. Subscribe to the channel first so you can make sure that you said that you were on it uh, before anywhere else. You, you probably, oh, look, you can even take our information that we're giving you here, parlay it in a little money, in a little betting, say who's going to be good, get rich, or die trying. All right, anyways, now I'm just, now, now I'm just filibustering, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't, and we don't need to be doing that. Appreciate everybody watching. Uh, the regular superhero co-host, of, of Steve and Sam will be back at some point. I don't know if they're coming back next week or sometime um, the week after, but they will be back. I promise you that. Uh, for Trevor Sikama, for Brad Spielberger, for everybody behind the virtual glass producing the show, appreciate you guys watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>